Hey, it is great to be with you for another week here on Joe's Junk Chore. Joe and Randy back with you. And uh, I don't know if I'm seeing things, but I've got Joe, like, right across the table. I just, it's it's amazing, Joe. Like, it was it was cold and snowing. And it was even that way this morning, too, for mid-April, which, by the way, the houses across the street, some of them where the sun doesn't hit the roofs, so you can still see the snow on. But the snow went away, and here's Joe in person. Yeah, hey, it's, welcome it's to January 110th know, it's of the year 2018. And I, and I, hey, listen, and I know there's a lot of places that got it much worse than I know. We, I, listen, I was bitching earlier in the week because we got what three quarters of an inch, and I woke up and I go, I better hear some story that two drug planes collided midair, and that someone's cocaine falling out <laughs> of my freaking lawn, and that's not goddamn snow because I know. Green Bay got what another foot or whatever mm-hmm. the hell it yeah, is. Yeah, Minneapolis had a whole weekend of baseball snowed out. Oh, this uh, is it's it's been ridiculous, Randy. Al I mean, Gore, we need you to come on to explain global warming because this ain't global warming. Right no, now. I think it's uh, what is this? Is this day after tomorrow? The uh, second round, right? This is I mean, something. I keep waiting for uh, who is it? Dennis Quaid to come in and save the world like he did <laughs> in that show. But oh boy, it's been ridiculous and. And, you know, it, it's good to see you again face-to-face instead of by phone from points wherever. Right. And, uh, you know, we're ready to go again. And I'll tell you what, it, there's, you know, it's kind of funny. There's a lull in a number of things right now. But if you look around, there's there's playoffs abound mm-hmm. in hockey and the NBA. Uh, Major League Baseball has, you know, kind of gotten in the first 10% of games so far. <laughs> in some places. Uh, yeah, in some that's... places. Yeah. All right. But you're you want to talk about something I love, and that's football. Yeah, I know. Hey, listen. You, okay, you guys can can get on me on Facebook and Twitter because I know just a couple weeks ago I bitched that we were going to talk about something in the off season and oh, you guys could talk about the NFL draft and you said that you don't talk about sports in the off season. Well, I I hear you, but it is a very interesting thing, and we like to ruffle some feathers, and there's and there's none better really than talking about one particular team and the way it drafts, and that's the Cleveland Browns. So since Joe brought it up, I was going to save this till the end, but let's jump right into the NFL draft, Joe. The Cleveland Browns have picks number one and number four, and you know it, and I know it, and diehard Brown fans know it, they're going to find a way to screw it up. Uh, Vontae Mack, no matter what. <laughs> no. All right. They're, they're going to take... <laughs> They're going to take some guy out of some either one double A or D two school, who the, and then the the, uh, the new GM or whoever's in charge of of the picks is going to come out and be like, oh, this guy's under the radar. You haven't heard about him, but he's yeah, he's so far under the radar. No one else is even talking about him. Right, and you know what though? I think number one, I think they've done a good job in the off season. They've addressed issues. That mm-hmm. they needed to address, you know, uh, you don't know, number one, you don't know the health of Corey Coleman. You don't know if Gordon's going to be uh, <laughs> eligible to play or not by the time August comes around. But you went out and uh, you, you got Landry, mm-hmm. which is a great pull. And you signed him to a big deal, too. Yes, you did. So you're looking at the future. The other thing you did, instead of let's see which quarterback can't make another team that can play for us, you went out and got Tyrod Taylor, all right? Yes, he only signed a one-year deal, okay? But that leads you to draft day. And I, I swear to God, Randy, I can hear Kevin Costner somewhere 
uh, on the draft day movie, and and everybody come next week is going to sit there and say, oh, my God, it really happened. It really happened in real life because he is going to pull something that is unbelievable. All right. Now, the right thing to do, and you said the way they'll screw it up. Mm -hmm. All right. Your impression on the screw up is what? Taking anyone other than Saquon Barkley at number one. I agree with you. Believe it or not, I agree with you. Because here's here's my and I again I'm I'm not a Browns fan, but I pay enough attention. If you're the Browns, and listen, I get that there's going to be some who are going to say, well, Trent Richardson was that can't miss back. Remember, and we took him at mm-hmm. number three, mm-hmm. and then not only did he not work with us. But after we let him go, the Colts said, well, it's just because it was the Browns. And then he flopped with the Colts yeah. as well. So that's slightly different. But when you've got, well, you got what, four? I mean, you're, you're talking four quarterbacks that are going to go At early. At least. At least. Right? I mean, you got Dar- Rosen. Darnold, Rosen, Allen, and I'm going to throw Baker Mayfield in there okay. as well. So when you're at one and four, isn't, isn't the, I mean, if you take Saquon Barkley, wouldn't you just be happy with whoever's... Because you're going to have someone left at four. Even if it's someone that maybe you don't like as much. Right. And I don't disagree with you. Okay, I think Saquon Barkley is the pick. Mm-hmm. You have to pick him first. Because the need you didn't excessively address in the offseason was running back. Saquon Barkley's that guy. Yes, he is. You have another need you need to address. You might be able to address it in the first round. Because you still have another pick in the first round uh, with an offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. You also can go defensive end and uh, take, um, oh gosh, uh, his name eludes me Chubb, from Clemson. Chubb from, well, you could take you Nick take Chubb, Chubb later on. Chubb State, too. All yeah. Right. Uh, uh, yeah, the defensive Brad, end. I'm from, sorry, Bradley Chubb, not Nick yeah. Chubb. Uh, Nick Chubb's the running back from Georgia. Okay, You can also look at the guy from Clemson. You can look all over the place. However, what I think they will do, and I think it'll work out, remember this, you only signed Tyrod Taylor for one year. Mm-hmm. That one year is hopefully that you don't have to play your draft pick right away. Right. Okay? So, you can take whoever. All right? Uh, you know, if you've got the order down there, I think the Giants are there. Um, yeah, it's Giant, Giants, Jets, and then Browns again. Yeah, there you go. Okay, Giants. Uh, okay, fine. They take somebody. Uh, they take a quarterback. If the Jets happen to take a... The Jets need a lot of things besides a quarterback. <laughs> all right? But... You get to your pick again, there's still at least two of those quarterbacks left. Mm-hmm. So you can do what you want to do as far as Randy Roberts being the GM. All right. Or you can go outside the envelope a little bit. Maybe Tyrod Taylor has a decent year. Maybe you're re signing. Okay. Now there's a lot of maybes there. But that's that's the part of offering him a one year deal though. Uh huh, true. All right. But if you take that quarterback and you ink him to four or five years, mm-hmm. you're all right. Mm-hmm. You're set. Okay, he doesn't have to play right now either. Mm-hmm. The other issues that I was thinking of addressing, though, offensive line. Joe Thomas retired. Yeah, that's true. Okay, your offensive line without him really wasn't all that awesome. Okay, you can get all the weapons you want, but if you can't block for him, uh, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. may not be that terrific. So, you know, uh, it depends what offensive line are still going to be on the board. Connor Williams is going to go before you get your third pick. If you go running back in the quarterback, you go Saquon Barkley quarterback, mm-hmm. Connor Williams is going to be long gone, the offensive lineman from Texas, by the time you pick again. All right, so now you have to look at your next best old lineman that doesn't go. 
Yeah, and I'm trying to look here. I believe the Browns also have, what, the first and last picks of the second round as well? Mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah, and I know there's... uh, So you got five early picks. Yeah, I know there's, what, a pretty good offensive lineman from, was it Nelson from Notre Dame? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not. Mm, there, he he may go mid first round, so I don't know about that one. So yeah, you may have to look free agency after mm-hmm. all this is over with. Uh, but you know you got to deal with what you're going to address. You're either going to you know Saquon Barkley, you're going to take him. That's fine. Mm-hmm. All right. But after that, now you have decisions to make based on what you did during the off season. You know Tyrod Taylor. All right. If you would have signed him for three, you don't take a quarterback. Uh, if you sign him for one. Yeah, I kind of think your hands are tied a little yeah. bit. You need to take a quarterback. Yeah, and I think they plan on it again. It's just my looking at this. If the Browns don't, and, and let's say, I, I and I don't know, they have to be in love with one of them. And let's say it's Darnold. I don't know. Let's say they take Sam Darnold number one. Okay. I mean, the Giants and Jets, they're looking at Barkley going, hey, this guy could really, especially the Giants were god-awful running the football. Yes, they are. And is there going to be a trade? Right. Do they trade picks? Now, if you're going to trade picks, you're going to sweeten the pot a little bit because you know what the Browns want. The Browns want the guy you want. So mm-hmm. you better sweeten the pot if you're the Giants. <laughs> yeah, because that's what the Browns need are more picks in the first two rounds mm-hmm. if they can screw up. So Here's the other part of it, too. Let's go to pick number three. How many times have we seen the Jets screw this up? <laughs> All right. So Unfortunately, head coaches aren't available. That's true. Um, but... <laughs> but, you know, you're going there next, and you may have somebody just totally screw this up and leave a whole lot of openings for everybody else right behind them. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the key is what the Jets do. And if they go ahead and say they take a safety from somewhere because they think that's a more important need than all the other stuff they ha- they don't have, uh, then that just opens the door for a whole lot of teams following them up. Well, well, we know it's not going to be a quarterback because what have we heard from the Jets from the last two years is they, they absolutely love Bryce Petty and they absolutely mm-hmm. love, oh, what's his name, from Penn State. So Right, right. Who, who, so either, I know Petty played, what, a half or whatever the hell yeah. it was. Well, here's the deal. All right, if you're going to go that way, then you need to go that way because mm-hmm. you drafted him high. Yeah. You're spending a lot of money for him to sit on the bench. And it's, if you go to Kansas City, that's the reason that Alex Smith isn't with him anymore. Mm-hmm. All right, you have to play Patrick Mahomes at some point in time or trade him. And if you trade a first-round pick without him playing, oh boy, what a big mistake you just admitted you made. So unless you get a pretty good haul in return, right? Right. Well, you know, you want haul in return. I mean, all you have to do is go back quite a few years and mm-hmm. look at the Herschel Walker deal. All right. Yeah. Seven players for one, something like that. Yeah. Okay. And I think that it actually oh, was and then, a deal. And then the Cowboys got out. hammered for that when uh-huh. it happened. And then they win the first Super Bowl three right. years later or whenever it is. Oh, hey, by the way. Oh, guys, these were all the draft picks, picks we, we got. got out of oh, this. Okay, yeah. Okay. I guess all right. that was a pretty good deal. So, yeah. Not too shabby. All right, let me ask you a question, Joe. I know right. I've, you're kind of unprepared here. I'm going to kind of throw this one on you at the la- at the uh, the last minute here. Uh, we've talked a lot about the Browns with picks one and four, especially in the first round. Is there a team that this is a pretty important draft? You know, and there's one team I have in mind. Just looking at the order, there's one team I have in mind. I'll tell you one that, yeah, and it's a team that I kind of follow. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay, for a number of reasons. How long are you going to sit there and string along Le'Veon Bell for one? 
how long is Ben Roethlisberger going to play? Mm -hmm. The answer there is not Landry Jones. Okay? Now, guys that could be available or Pittsburgh could trade up to get, okay, you could trade up and get, um, you know, uh, a guy like Nick Chubb, okay, a guy like Ridley uh, from Bama, uh, somebody that's a home run hitter that you can pick up to make your offense a little more explosive. But do you make that trade and try and steal the Jets pick and grab somebody just like the Green Bay Packers did when they picked Aaron Rodgers and he sat for two years behind Brett Favre? Mm-hmm. Okay, Say this is Roethlisberger's last year. This Whoever they grab can play a year behind him oh, yeah. all right, or watch a year behind him, learn an awful lot, and then go. All right, You can get a running back somewhere down the line. There's going to be some available. But I think, you know, watch watch and see if on draft day if they all of a sudden trade up and try and steal somebody's pick. There's two teams I have in mind kind of that same mold. One, <clears throat> excuse me, is the Patriots. With the, with Tom Brady. Right. The Patriots, as I'm, and I just have the first two rounds on me, so I don't, don't know. I know in the first round they picked 23 and 31. For years the Patriots have always gotten value picks because let's face it when you're when you're always the defending champion you're always picking late in the opening round mm-hmm. or if you're even picking at all which they've they've traded away some picks before too but it seems like there's been more of an exodus this year with the Patriots right right and I think they may have to get a couple of guys who are going to play right away this year well here's the thing and all the news coming out this week all right, yes, people who know Tom Brady say he's coming back. People who know him. Mm-hmm. That isn't anybody official. All right, he is not, and the Patriots have said, he has not officially said he's coming back. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, what does that mean? Does that mean, hey, do I have to tell you I'm coming back? It'd be helpful, I guess. Yeah, it probably would be, especially before <laughs> next week. Okay, but here's the other portion of it. Gronkowski, there's another issue. Okay, your wide receivers. Uh, the health of Julian Edelman. All right, mm-hmm. another issue. Okay, who else do you need? You got to look at spots, and you're right. There was an exodus away from New England after they lost. Mm-hmm. So uh, you have to decide what your priorities are. And again, just like Pittsburgh, do you decide you're going to move up in line and try and draft somebody that sits behind Tom Brady for a year? I don't know how long he's going to keep playing. He said he's going to play as long as he wants to. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, now what is how as long as he wants to mean? I, I It's as... Uh, how do I want to say this? As long as he's high level, I guess. Because mm-hmm. I don't see him right? just hanging on. Because one, one of the two people talking today in this garage of mine said that he'd be the NFL MVP if you've forgotten that. Yeah, I, t- I tried to forget about that. <laughs> you know, we had no problem how many times I've, you would say that. I, I laid off about that for a while, but I just <laughs> want to make sure that I figured now would be a good time to bring up the fact that one of us said that he'd be the well, NFL and, MVP. And, and there you go. All right, which by the way, that's now twice today. He did not go. Uh, I, I'm ignoring that. <laughs> he he tried. He wants to go out on top, and on top yes. is not MVP. No, on top is the way Peyton Manning went out. Yep. Now, if Peyton Manning had a choice, I think. Yeah, he got what he wanted, a Super Bowl title. Not exactly the game he wanted to play in his last game. Mm-hmm. Throwing for, what was it, 140 yards or something like ugly. that. Yeah, it was ugly. But he went out on top. Mm-hmm. You know, what is Tom Brady's semblance of on top? Okay, the the, the situation where he didn't, he didn't 
he didn't lose in the Super Bowl. Yeah, he got beat. That's well, yeah, and that's that's going to be the thing with Peyton Manning is our our last thought of Peyton Manning isn't going to be man he played that last year he played like garbage. Our last thought Mm -hmm. of Manning is going to be him holding the trophy in the Super Bowl, going, "Hey, I'm going to go ahead and tell everyone now that I'm done." Right, and that's what we're gonna. Yeah, we're not gonna remember him going. Hey, do you remember remember those games with the Broncos when he threw for ninety eight yards and threw? Uh-huh. Remember when he got set and they thought Brock Osweiler was the better choice? Yeah. I mean, yeah. All right, now with Brady, you can't say that he had Brady. a great Super Bowl. Okay, he did. He, he had a great playoff season. Mm-hmm. All right, if he was gonna go now, I don't think anybody would blame him. I think he wants to be holding the trophy. Mm-hmm. All right, but again, he didn't lose in the Super Bowl. He got beat by somebody who played better, all right? So, uh, yeah, yeah, maybe maybe he does need to come out and say before next week, yes, I'm coming back, because that's going to change their whole draft status mm-hmm. around. Yeah, it would be helpful. It, it definitely would be helpful. Hey, there's one more team that I think this is uh, an important draft, getting back to what we were talking about, and that is going to be the Indianapolis Colts. Wow. Now, what do you do in that situation? Have they declared <clears throat> that Andrew Luck's healthy enough to play? I. <laughs> Listen, Andrew Luck doesn't even know what the hell's going on with Andrew yeah, Luck. Yeah, and, and that's the key, okay? And, and you aren't picking until You're what? Six. I think it's number six. You're, You're six. right. But not only that, you have picks four and five in the second round. Okay. So you've got three of the first and uh three of the first thirty-seven. Okay. So and and kind of like number five. Right, and kind of like what I'm saying with the Patriots, you gotta find three starters. Right. Number five uh, is Denver. Who I believe has addressed a quarterback situation in the offseason. Oh, in multiples. Yes. They've gotten... So, you're going to sit there and say, you did all this work in the offseason to draft a quarterback? No. No. All right? I don't think, Or but you're going to say... It is John Elway, and, who, and, and you know... Right, mm. but, but, is John Elway going to sit there and say, you know what, maybe I didn't do all that well with all these free agent signings and everything. Maybe I should. No, I don't think that's happening. All right, so... At number one, you've got a running back. Mm-hmm. Number two, you very well might have a quarterback that's going to play behind Eli If Manning. If the Browns take Saquon Barkley one, it's I, gonna be a I believe the Giants take quarterback. Yeah. If the Browns take quarterback at one. Which I think is a bad move. I do too, but again, it's the Browns, and so we mm-hmm. should probably lean that way because... It's listen again. It's either going to be that or whoever the one double A player of the year, <laughs> which might actually might have been a quarterback as well. I I honestly don't know, but if the Browns don't take quarter, if if let me let me put it this way, if Saquon Barkley's there at two, I think the Giants take right. Him. The Giants take him because right. their running game is putrid at this mm-hmm. point in time. All right, number three, the Jets they take quarterback. They, well, they they should. Okay, right. will they? I don't know. All right, number four, it's the Browns. You took Barkley first. Yes, you're taking a quarterback now, more than likely. Mm-hmm. So there that still leaves one or two there. That still leaves one or two quarterbacks by the time you get to six. If Andrew Luck plays, fine. They can sit behind him for a year or two and go from there. All right, if they do not, or if Andrew Luck doesn't play, well, then you better be getting a quarterback that can play right now. And then you still have needs that you right. need to address because, again, Frank Gore, all right, not what he used to be. Right. right. They do have they do have Mac, mm-hmm. okay, who I thought was very, very good last year. Um, you know, a home run hitter wide receiver you need. All right. T.Y. Hilton getting a little bit older. Uh, I don't think Dante Moncrief is that kind of guy, although he does catch big balls, because he's Careful. the number two. He's the number two. All right. 
He, he gets a lot of big plays sent his way because of rolling over defensively on T.Y. Mm-hmm. Hilton. All right, so, um, you know, a big play wide receiver might be coming down the line there. Uh, that's where you look at somebody, again, like Ridley uh, from Alabama, very multifunctional and, um, you know, a big play kind of guy. Well, let me ask you this, because I'm looking through the, the second round. Uh, I also failed to mention the Colts also have the, uh, the 49th pick, so it's number 17 in the second round. So let me throw this one at you. Do they kind of wait and see how the quarterback thing plays out and maybe, maybe deeper down take someone like Lamar Jackson? You know, I think Lamar Jackson lasts a little while, too. You could probably get him in the second round if you needed to. And there's a key figure that I wanted to talk about. You got him. You brought it up. So uh, Lamar Jackson would make a whole lot of offenses pretty special Mm -hmm. because of his mobility. Uh, Can Lamar Jackson make the reads and make the throws? That's the question mark. The throws, I don't have a biggest question as I do the reads. Because what he saw at Louisville, up-tempo all the time, you can't make a lot of changes on the field with that right. up-tempo offense. So you're going to see the same personnel out there. And quarterbacks who've played in that style haven't exactly done the best. In exactly. The because now the game slows down. A lot of Most NFL teams don't do that, what right. he did at Louisville. So now he actually has to you know, uh, you know, make reads. Uh, on each and every play instead of maybe every five or six plays when there's a play that went out of bounds, an incomplete pass, and now you can sub and get yourself prepared for third and whatever. All right? Um, a great athletic talent, and I'll tell you what, he will electrify people if he's allowed to, you know, to do what he did at Louisville. Mm-hmm. He's going to be the same thing as Watson was at Clemson, going to the Texans. Okay. Yeah, so that again, there's there are you know maybe not the needs right away, but if there's a team, and again, if listen, if Andrew Luck is healthy, mm-hmm. then it's then it's a completely different ball game. But teams like that, you know, him, uh, Baltimore, baby, you know who knows how long Joe Flacco is going to go. Mm-hmm. Well, how about Drew Brees at New Orleans? Yeah, right. So you someone know? goes, hey, you know what? We don't need a quarterback right now, but if this guy's here, it wouldn't be he wouldn't right. be a bad option for now, us. Think of this, with a running game at New Orleans, and I know, hey, all right, how many times do I have to say that I said New Orleans is going to win more than eight games last year? Did I say that last year? Uh, a couple of times. Okay. Did I say they were going to win the South? I think you did. Yeah, okay. A lot of people said I was nuts. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, did, I mean, they just say that in general, though. Yeah, did really. it happen? It did. Yeah, all right, all y'all, shut up. Okay? <laughs> so, here you go. Drew Brees retires. Alvin Kamara was a rookie last year. Mike Mark Ingram is what is he's still young in the tooth a little bit. All right, you have weapons that can protect you, and they're both running backs, so you can hand off an awful lot without getting yourself hit in pass protection. So, mm-hmm. and if you are going to get hit and you're mobile like Lamar Jackson, wow. What can that do to him? We saw that with Michael Vick with the Atlanta Falcons and the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Okay, how mobile that guy was when he got flushed. Right. All right, Lamar Jackson's the same kind of guy. So be no, very right. aware uh, who picks him up and what their offense is going to look like. Because, uh, you know, like you said, Flacco, Breeze, guys like that, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's coming. All right, whoever picks him up, and it'll probably be somebody like that, it could be the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay, Ooh. drafting that late. Yeah, okay. 
a year without after Roethlisberger, yeah, it'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. How open do you think Antonio Brown and those guys are going to get when they're chasing around <laughs> Lamar Jackson? So that's a good, that's uh, that's entertaining. That's mm-hmm. something to think about. It is a thought. Hey, speaking of entertaining, let's get to the entertaining parts of the NFL that I like to talk about. Which, by the way, uh, we're recording this on a. Uh, a Thursday afternoon. The NFL schedule is supposed to be released sometime today. I thought I heard. it is. It so, is. Uh, we're not going to. We'll we'll probably get into that a little bit later. I mean, we're not probably going to see much about it until we're done. But the NFL did announce a couple of things that I thought were kind of interesting. One is since we're speaking of the draft, I don't know if you saw this. Fox is going to jump in and apparently televise the draft as well too. As if ESPN and the NFL Network aren't enough, we get Fox now. So, well, yeah, is anybody going to see it? That's right? the thing. You know, I think um, Joel Klatt and I think Troy Aikman are going to be mm-hmm. the two handling yeah. that. Yeah, and there's nothing so. wrong with that. I'm just no. wondering who's going to see it. It, it, it. I haven't heard if Fox has rectified all their <laughs> problems with uh, viewer subscription and things like <laughs> oh, that. Oh, and Jeez. I got it back on. Oh, you so, do? Yeah, yeah, oh, well, that, back. hey, man, hey, you're royalty, so right. everybody's got it now. Right. So, uh <laughs> It's just, you know, Fox, well, Fox, Thursday night games are going to move to Fox, and apparently there's a big to-do about that. And uh, I know you you, comment, you saw this, something about Twitter I saw last night. We've always bitched about the, uh, Joe, Joe's yawning right now because he knows what we're going to talk yep. about. Those late-night starts, well, the NFL, by golly, fixed it. They moved or, them up to 8 o'clock, they, 10 minutes they, earlier. They tried to. They moved up start times, what, Five five oh, minutes boy. and five and ten minutes. Yeah. The- yeah okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I can see all my friends around <laughs> around the country right now. They're they're excessively excited. Okay. Uh, listen, I know. Hey, I'll tell you what. My buddy, my Eagles fan, my buddy Shell Bell, she's going to be sitting there, meaning she's probably pissed right now. That's one less cocktail in the bar <laughs> while she's watching the Eagles play. Oh boy. I'll tell you what. That oh, the rev. All jacked up now. The Patriots are on. That means hey, 10 more minutes of sleep. <laughs> Listen, I I get it and and the the big question everyone wants and the same thing everyone asks every year is why can't they play these games at 7 o'clock? Listen, you have a whole coast 3000 miles away from mm-hmm. us where it's still 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And if they started doing that, all you're going to hear about is all these people bitching right. that they can't make it home in time to watch the beginning of a game. You know, and I have no problem with that. Then you, I do, because you know what? You have an option. You can move out of that time zone. <laughs> here's the thing, okay? In all seriousness, here's the thing. If those games start at 8.05, I don't have a problem with that. Because if they last the way they're supposed to, mm-hmm. what, do, what do normal people, not me, Okay, because I'm abnormal. What do most normal people do? They stay up and watch the 11 o'clock news right. in the Eastern Time Zone. Central, it doesn't matter. You're an hour later. Eastern Time Zone, you stay up and watch the 11 o'clock news. All right, it's 11.30 when you start thinking, all right, I'm going to bed. Hey, that game starts at 8.05. It's going to be over by 11.30. Mm. You can do the same thing you do every other night of the week, except Friday and Saturday when you stay out late, like me. So, uh, you know, get over it. It's not all that big a deal. Yeah, I can see that 8.30 starts a real pain in the ass because if all of a sudden those things last long, which on a single night game, those last long. Or a single game night, I should say. Those last longer. They don't on Sunday. Those babies are done. A lot of them are put to bed by 4.05. 1.05 start, they're done by 4.05. Right. Yeah, well, yeah, and that's... Listen, and... This was brought up too. The NFL could also help us out a little bit and not have so many dang commercial breaks. Well, I'll tell you what. 
Watch what happens when the American Alliance of Football gets rolling. All right? I know. You didn't want to bring it up. I just did. When that thing starts up and all of a sudden those games are getting over within two hours and 45 or 50 minutes mm-hmm. on a on an every-game basis, and the key is there, you're putting a good product on the field. It's going to be tough starting out with a good product on the field, but Steve Spurrier is a head coach with the Orlando franchise, and they're still determining franchises and head coaches. Mm-hmm. We're a year away from having this happen, okay? But the more big names that become head coaches in this, the more people are going to sit there and watch this, and they're going to say, how come the NFL doesn't do this? <laughs> oh, and then when the XFL comes back in 2020, though, they're really Well, this is the up. version of the XFL. Yeah. So, uh, and, and I'll tell you what, if, they're, they're, if that succeeds, if people watch that, and viewership is up in the first year, mm-hmm. you watch, everybody sit there, and piss and moan about how long NFL games are when they're on a Thursday night, a Sunday night, Mm -hmm. a Monday night, and say, hey, how come they can't do it like them? (laughs) And, yeah, then it's really going to hit the fan. Yeah, you're uh, you're absolutely right. So that's, uh, those are a couple of the interesting things I had about about football. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, hey, football's great any time of the year. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, and and I'll tell you what, in all honesty, I looked at the Canadian Football League schedule this week and saw when the first preseason <laughs> games are because I've made a trek to Hamilton a couple times, and what a great atmosphere. You were thinking you were going to, uh, at least around here, Bowling Green State University, University of Toledo. Uh, if you're, oh gosh, out in the Midwest someplace, you know, you're thinking of going to Northern Illinois. These stadiums are not overly huge. No, you they're can't, not. You can't say you're going to, you know... Uh, what Missouri, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. Alabama, somewhere like that. Okay, but a mid-range game like that—it's about the same thing, and it has the same kind of atmosphere. Mm-hmm. You see people getting painted up and all that kind of stuff. It's fun. It's absolutely fun, and because there's only nine teams in the league, it's a great spectacle. Mm-hmm. So sometime this this year, I may be in Regina, Saskatchewan, <laughs> watching the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and I'll call in to do the show from there. <laughs> So, you know, I know my buddy Dana, the Hungry fan, she gets all over the place. Hey, Dana, here's your challenge, all right? You and I, we're going to Winnipeg. There you all go. Right? We're going to watch the Blue Bombers. Yeah, okay, I think she's real excited. <laughs> this ain't Randy. I would be, though. I tell you what, uh, I know that's been on American television a lot more than it has been. Uh-huh. And it's entertaining football. It's great. It's and, awesome football. And again, kind of what you said earlier, they're done in three hours. I mean, that clock. Even it's, when you can put passes, that clock three runs. Hours. Yeah. yeah. They stop, it gets set, and boom, we're ready to go again. Yeah. I love it. No, yeah. It's, it's, I may have to take the rev, though, instead, because, Dan, you know, hey, if it's below 60, Dana's got 454 <laughs> parkas on, so, you know. Well, hey, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll uh, talk a little baseball. Well, since baseball's been putting people to sleep, I guess that's kind of appropriate here. So, Joe and Randy back with you on the junk drawer. And uh, Major League Baseball season, uh, I want to say, is underway. But uh, if you're a fan of a team in a northern climate or anything that's not California or Florida, I feel like you've been in some trouble. Oh, wait, I'm awake? Oh, sorry. Hey, okay. We're going to talk baseball now, Joe. Sorry, I know. that. Oh, boy. Hey, yeah, no, I heard you. You're absolutely correct. I mean, you have whole series 
are, uh, that have been washed out, mm-hmm. frozen out, snowed out. Uh, <laughs> it's been ridiculous. Right. I know you and I do a lot of high school baseball during the season, and it's, at least in our locale, and you've got teams that have played you know, 10 games in three and a half weeks. And that's a high water mark around here right now, some, literally. Some have played four. Yeah, well, some have played, well, I know one that's played three. So it's absolutely on the ridiculous side weather-wise. Uh, I know at one point in time the Pirates' average start time temperature was 39 degrees mm-hmm. uh, for their first, I think, 10 games. So <laughs> it's been something. But I'll tell you what, you know, teams that have been hot, though, right now, and I know, I know, you're going to get on me. People are going to get on me. I didn't pick them at the beginning of the year, and I'm still not going to pick them. I did not take the Red Sox. I took the Yankees to win that division, if I'm not mistaken. And I'm pretty sure I covered myself by saying it was going to be one or One of those other. two, yeah. Well, I got bold and stuck my neck out, which you know I do. And, uh, well, right now, hey, you know what? If I'm going to throw a stone at somebody or, or pick on somebody, I'm going to pick on the Rev. Because you know what? Being in New Hampshire, you root for New England teams. The Patriots, we talked about already. The Red Sox, hey, you better start rooting for the Red Sox right now. They're 15-2 and two because the Bruins aren't getting there. There, there's my shot for the day. <laughs> All right? So, but how about the Red Sox? 15-2, and two, uh, you know, all the stuff that I said they needed to have happen is going on right now. I mean, they're hitting the ball. Um, you know, Price, Porcello. Uh, everybody sale pitching very well. Obviously, you're doing all kinds of things right for 15 and two. Yeah, you are. Yeah, and what's going on with the Yankees? They're uh, and there's a few teams kind of in the same boat right now. I think what Dodgers. So just kind of and again, it's extremely early. Listen, the 16 games of 162. Although uh, you know, my 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 buddy uh, Rizzo said that 162 games is probably too many. Yeah. Well, okay, it might be just enough for those guys this year. Uh, the way the Pirates are playing. And and I remember I said something about the Brewers at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. They're above 500, all right, so they're right there. But here's the thing. You sit there and you look at this, and teams are already, you know, getting rid of managers. Price, bye-bye today, 3-15 and 15 start. Yeah, but the, listen, that should have been done quite a while ago. Well, probably should have been, but you know what? That team is not very good. Oh, I know. All right? Those and guys heaven, in the heaven Marlins. And Jim Riggleman isn't going Oh, gosh. Those guys in the Marlins. I mean, I understand what Derek Jeter's doing, but I don't understand <laughs> what the Reds are doing. But, um, yeah, those guys, the Marlins, uh, I know there's a couple others right now. Kansas City, oh boy, uh, they're just well. Hey, you lose everybody, you don't have a lot left. Mm-hmm. Lorenzo Cain playing in in, in uh, Milwaukee, uh, Hosmer's playing in San Diego, uh, et cetera, et cetera, and you just don't have any personnel left. I mean, you're out there playing basically with a Triple A baseball team, and it makes it rough. You know, the Detroit Tigers, hate to say it, guys, unless Fulmer's going on the mound, you're giving up probably five runs a game. So it's it's one of those kind of years. You've got about four or five teams that are going to struggle not to lose 100 games. Seems to happen every year, though, doesn't it? Well, not to the extreme this year. This okay. year you could pick them out. <laughs> and then, like you said, the Dodgers – uh, what a game below 500 right now. 18 yeah. games in, Cubs, 17 Cubs games are right in. there, and everyone was talking about how great their offense is going to be, and their. Uh, I don't think their staff has really taken off. Listen, they got younger, which is what they needed to do. Uh-huh. But you still wish you had Jake Arrieta? Yeah. Huh? 
I I do, but listen, Arietta's going to have her. You, you talked about managers. What's some of the things Gabe Kapler's done in Philadelphia? Oh, boy. Yeah. How about calling for somebody out of the bullpen that isn't there? Yeah, that was a good one. Loved that. That was that. I, 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 man, oh, man. Pull, pulling guys after two innings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we know high school coaches that have to do that because of pitch counts. But can't. Hey, you know what? You've, let's, we'll, we'll get you in another day. Let's go ahead and, we'll go ahead and wow. get you out. Wow, I know. And, and that's the thing. He is the hardcore guy, and he always was the hardcore player. He looked like the hardcore guy, all the weight he lifted and everything. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you can manage that way. I really don't. You know, there's, there's. Uh, let's go the other extreme. The perfect guy for the job in this situation, the Detroit Tigers, getting Ron Gardenier, who's a fiery guy, just like Gabe Kapler. Mm-hmm. But really understands personnel, knows his stuff, and, you know, he's got the players' backs. And, and when you're excessively young like the Tigers are, uh, you know, it's good to know that your manager has your back uh, in a bad situation because, you know what, if you've got as many guys like that right now, you aren't going to win a boatload of games. And, you know, it's not going to be long. Here's my prediction. Sometime this summer, they're going to release Miguel Cabrera. Really? Okay, who go, who wants to trade for that contract? Yeah, they'll, I said they'll put them on waivers, but I don't. Yeah, I, I yeah. Uh-huh. Who's going to pay for that one? Uh huh. Right. So you know that's one of those things. Hey, you got what you wanted out of him, and you know right now you're sitting at a, uh, what I think still one home run, and you're what 15 games into the season 16 games into the season Mm -hmm. and he's just not the same kind of Miguel Cabrera he was before he's got a bad back he's getting a little aged and you know it's one of those things where hey if you've got a guy in the system you can bring up except I'm not sure they have a first baseman in the system they can bring up right now outfielders yeah uh middle infielders yeah uh, you know they're making they're making a lot of adjustments as the game goes and with personnel changes and everything. But boy, <clears throat> I I I, I would have traded that contract for a whole bunch of young pitching prospects back in uh, January. So far for Miguel, two home runs. Oh, he's got R- two now. Yeah, okay. ten RBI, hitting two fifty five in yeah. fifty five at bats. Yeah, not very. And like you said, we're not a whole lot of games into the season. But yes, I'm not. I'm not terribly worried yet again it's what 16 of 162 so Mm -hmm. there's still a long ways to go but uh and to go back to your yankees thing that you asked me about Mm -hmm. hey you know what quit striking out bottom line i mean 11 games into the season uh stanton was on pace for 324 aaron judge brett gardner brett gardner who supposedly puts the ball in play both those guys on pace for 200 You've got three guys with seven and a quarter strikeouts right there. Mm-hmm. All right, at least that was the pace, okay? But they'll hit 140 home runs, Joe. Not those three. Not those three. You're going to get... Now, Gardner? Yeah, he won't. All right. Judge and Stanton, you may... You might get 100 out of them. You might, but wow. 300 strikeouts. If you're going to strike out all up and down the lineup, I would rather have some guys on base when they, instead of hitting 50 solo shots for each guy. <laughs> Uh, you know, and that is going to be their downfall. They're mm-hmm. not putting the baseball in play on a regular basis. No, I hear you. I, I completely understand. So You know, that's that's a problem. But again, I'm just going to keep going back to it. It's early. And, it's and early. I'll probably, listen, up until the All-Star break, I'll probably say it. Well, I'll tell really... you what. You can actually start making evaluations about every quarter. Mm-hmm. So, 
you know, you look at the same time next month, you're going to have another 25 games in, mm-hmm. and now you can really start evaluating. Now, one thing that does, and I know he got roughed up and had a blister the other day, but one uh, one that does look like a pretty good move is Shoei Otani. Yeah, and you know what? Before that blister, not only did he hit the ball well, he, he, he was a whole lot better uh pitching than he was in spring training. Yeah, he was. And obviously pitching spring training, it's spring training for a reason. Right. But since the season started, he was lights out before the blister situation against the Red Sox the other night. Mm-hmm. And, you know, don't look at the score of that game because a whole lot of that came after he went out of the game. Right. But I'm looking forward, if I'm not mistaken, the Angels are on Sunday night baseball coming up this week, and it's about time for that next start. So we'll see if he goes. Oh, good. I'll be looking for, I might have to watch that one then. Uh-huh. So. Well, hey, do we uh, empty out the junk drawer for another week? Yeah, I think so. I've thrown my pot shots around the country at people, and then I've complimented others. So, you know, or maybe I didn't compliment a whole lot of people today. <laughs> Usually I try to, because you know what? Here, Here's your motto of the day, all right? If you, if you really want to do something right, make somebody's day for them. So, you know, it makes my day having all you guys listening and being able to do this. So go out and do something for somebody that makes their day. Mm-hmm. Hey, don't forget, Joe's Junk Drawer is available on Facebook now at Joe's Junk Drawer. Uh, we've got, uh, I know we put up copies of the show, and uh, we'll try to get you guys uh, more involved as uh, we get into it. So I'm an avid Facebook user, so you think I'd know a little bit more, but mm-hmm. just for whatever reason, don't... Uh, engage people enough so we'll have to get uh well i can find you on facebook more often me on twitter more that's right so and i'm on twitter as well so uh thanks for listening we'll talk to you next week you've been listening to joe's junk tour we're available on itunes just search for us at joe's junk tour we're available at orn radio on soundcloud.com and we're also available on the ultimate sports network as well at one usn Just click on the podcast tab and you can uh, join us along with all the other great podcasts available on the Ultimate Sports Network.